Alright. Yeah. Oh. She don't get to hear it until later. Y'all should have heard the conversation about just this song. Mad Lib is a difficult dude to talk about with fans. Yeah. Somebody, what do you? What's your favorite food and shit? You know. Right. Yeah. (laughs) That's easier. Like another. It's not that simple. (laughs) Man, check it out, people. Check it out. Check it out. I got one of the illest people that uh, one of the illest person. Let me change my English. One of the illest persons that I met in this culture ever. Like I saw her art. I thought of graffiti, but she's more than an artist. Yo, she DJs. If you really watch her Instagram and what she said, she teach you how to eat good, be good. And she knows everybody. Let me tell you that now. We'll talk about that later. But this is my sister, Nan Lib. I Nans. What's going on? What's going on? What's good? What's good? Thanks for having me. Uh, yeah, this is post, man, it's been a while. I was like, man, I got to get you on it. People got to really hear you. People see you, but they gotta hear you for like the longest. But now we got the time to finally talk, and I get to finally ask questions and get to know you too. Because <laughs> I really respect you, I really do. Like, I will never forget how I met you. I met you on Twitter when Twitter was the shit. Everybody was in the mix. Everybody was just talking, and. Yeah, all you see is an Avi, and the Avi's cool, but you guys see what they're talking about. And you start talking about Mad Lib, and your name was Nan Lib. <laughs> but you was different talking about the dude. You know what I mean? Like, you knew what you was talking about. And that was one of the first times I ever saw somebody talk about Mad Lib just as geeked out as I am. Right. So, yeah, so... But that's how we met. And then he was like, yeah, I'm an artist. And you sent me your portfolio. Like, I wasn't nobody then at the time. I was trying to get on. I already, you know what I mean? Yeah. And you showed me your portfolio. (laughs) I think I was, um, I think I was in school trying to get a degree and all that sort of stuff. I thought I somehow needed it. Didn't realize I didn't need that. Because when you're an artist, that's already a certification on its own. Yeah, yeah. But during that time, um, I think that's that's when I was just trying to get your attention um, to take me serious. Because as you know, a woman in this industry as an artist is kind of, I mean, it's dope now. Things have changed a lot. But mm-hmm. during that time, it's kind of like questionable you know a, a male artist is not going to really trust a a woman to to their album artwork kind of you know they're kind of iffy on the whole thing mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and also there was that that stigma of do you even know what you're talking about as far as hip-hop is concerned because during that time if you recall there was a lot of photo props of, of sexy women holding a an mpc but didn't know anything about hip hop, you know, kind of like yeah. the thing. Like you have a sexy woman on the car, but you know she don't be riding that car. <laughs> yeah, that's when hip hop was getting filthy for the average Joe chick. And what I mean by the average Joe chick, it wasn't like what you think what a groupie would be. It would be like a soccer mom. You know what I mean? It wasn't, it, you know, it was different then. It was just like, oh, wow. Like in the daytime, they're mommy, but at the nighttime, they're so hip hop because I guess that was the easy way. Everybody was a rapper or a producer or a DJ at that time on Twitter. Let's, it was flooded. <laughs> hey, I don't think that's changed. Yeah. And right now, though, everybody can do it. it's it's really hip-hop now to me it's like it's losing culture 
more and more every day. Like right now, we have West Side Gun bringing back the art part of it, right? I guess. Right. I guess we'll talk about that later too. Work. But where is the art as in street? Right now, everything is industry. Everything is logo. Everything is trademark. There's no art. Everything, there's no life in the art as I see. It's just shit thrown together and they say they're an artist. To me, an artist is a person that can draw. Right. Everyone wants to be a graphic designer now or... Or DJ too. I mean, shit. Everybody wants to be everything the easy way. I guess is what I'm saying without having an actual passion for it from scratch. And I mean, there's good, there's good and bad to it, you know. Um, but mm-hmm. I see what you mean. Like, mm-hmm. uh, I yeah, like graffiti, graffiti art. Uh, for some reason, is is seen is not as respected as the corporate kind of logos uh and it's weird me personally i this is why i love emma doom because i feel like uh he never let that side of the culture down like he continued to mc make beats but he was always creating with graffiti like you know he never stopped that side uh, that element of hip-hop it never died and he kept it going and i think that's one of the biggest reasons i looked up to him so much rest in peace to him right um, right so i kind of growing up in los angeles um my very first uh project was actually drawing on a wall spray painting a wall and um and um, i loved it um uh, because that's how i grew up i grew up near melrose so you okay. saw you know artwork and everywhere graffiti art everywhere so that's kind of where i develop my style and lettering and colors and the whole vibe. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I, I definitely see in your work, like you brought up doom and with graffiti. And the first thing I thought was the operation doomsday album cover. Right. To me, that looks like a still ass fucking train or a wall. You know what I mean? It's right. in your hand or, you know what I mean? Back then, we had CDs. It was in your hand. We could see it. But when I see your artwork, it has that train, West Coast wall element. You know what I'm saying? Like, it looked like if you drew it, it could move. If that makes sense. Yes. Like, East Coast, we saw graffiti move more than we saw graffiti on the wall. You know what I mean? Right. So, like, and that's why I see with your work. And like I said, you you so you sent me with that portfolio. It was different styles. Like you were sending me like '60s retro fashion shit, and <laughs> I was like, "Yo, she can do everything." And we did that cover. Yes, and, I remember working uh, for you doing uh, creating your album art. It was. Um, the biggest um it was like the i felt like the biggest honor because that was my breakthrough moment as hey look i can create album cover art nowadays it's uh so much easier to do there's apps and um and you know you have people that are musicians themselves creating their own and i'm not knocking any type of hate on that i mean that's yeah. dope if you could you know but but i did it on a on a level where I really actually work with uh, typography and, you know, drawing it first on paper before transferring it digital. And so I did it like completely old school, like, like how the Led Zeppelin cover art mm-hmm. was done. Okay. Like I scratch, you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> and that's what everything you do or at that time? Um, I'm, I haven't changed. Um, oh, nice. I, I feel like, um, Kind of, it's kind of like when you when you're on a treadmill. Like, yeah, you could get a good workout, but nothing's gonna beat like you actually being on the floor or on the ground and running yourself or walking yourself. It's because you're actually using your entire body. Okay. Um, Treadmill gives you that little push, even though you still get it done. Don't get me wrong, Mm -hmm. but 
it's the same with art. Like if I, if I do it from scratch by drawing or painting it, um, sketching it, it's going to have a much better outcome once I transfer it digital. Um, because it's, it feels like it really did come from my hand, even though, um, you know, I, I love digital art and that's what I do. But before I get to that, I definitely work it out on paper. Mm. Mm. Yeah. See, I didn't know that. And yeah, I'm totally intrigued. Like, cause you're quick. Like I seen things that you was right on time. Like during quarantine, during the versus era. Say that again. During the versus era, um, quarantine, you was yeah, quick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like yeah. it was like yeah. a couple hours later, you had full art of Rizzo and Primo. Right. Like. Right. Yo, the battle was just a couple hours ago. And I already had it. That's right. That's right. And then you got, then next thing you know, two days later, you got merch of it. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And, and it's yeah, that was done. On, that was all done on canvas, by the way. Um, all that artwork, uh, the versus art was on canvas. I painted that. Um, so that's another thing, you know, um, it's, it's, for example, like if you have a, a to-do list, many people will email it to themselves or, or, have some type of app on their phone or computer mm -hmm. i'm the type of girl that i have post-it notes and i'll just write it right there and then and stick it and it's faster to me right. it's not as practical maybe for whatever reason but for me it works and i'm the same with art like painting it drawing it from scratch just saves me more time because i can kind of see what i what i want before i go into digital and spend my time on there because once you go in there you you know it's layer after layer and you get pretty much stuck there yo i know why you're my sister <laughs> this is how i do beats i swear to god really i hear, I hear a sample and i don't uh -huh. have time i'll type it down or something or right. some drums i'll type it down and then i, I used to have post-its at my old house post-its uh -huh. all over the place sitting all <laughs> over the table and i'm sitting there putting them together they're like all right this is supposed to be with this it, 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 wow right. wow yeah it, it just it works and when you you know um like i've, I've worked with marketing departments at, at some point um where you know you, you gotta I'll go out there and work <laughs> mm -hmm. and the way these creative thinkers get together is they use whiteboards and they have post-it notes everywhere like it's just it's a creative process and sometimes technology is a huge help but it could also like take you that much longer if you're just fully dependent on technology like i've, right. I've worked with people that are like yeah i want you to work with me here's my calendar go in the calendar log in the calendar specify what you're doing um, write me a note, send it through Google. I'm like, I could have just texted you this or I could have just wrote this down and took a picture and sent it to you, like, easy. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But, so, you know, uh, it could either be a, a good for you technology, but at the same time, it could slow you down as a Facts. creative. Facts. I'm glad you was, you really got to, I, I, I'm going to say analog, digital. You know what I mean? I'm always... Speak on producer. Oh, always. I, I definitely believe, and I, yeah, I love analog uh, in every fashion of the way, like whether it be clothing, food. Let's nice. go analog. <laughs> nice. But, yo, we was, we was talking about artwork and how you got it done. Like, I remember when you started the Sade series. First yes. of all, before we start talking all this, Tell us, I'm going to ask you again at the end, but tell us now. Tell us your website so people can go see what we're talking about. Oh, yeah, definitely. So it's nanlib.com, N-A-N-L-I-B.com. And um, in there, you can ask me questions as well. Um, send me a message through my contact info. Um, 
you can pretty much find everything about me on that website. I dedicated it strictly to my merchandise. So maybe in the future, I'll have like blogs and videos and stuff like that. But for right now, I wanted to keep it clean and simple, like to the point, like here's my site. This is my art. You want to buy anything that you want to wear or or decorate your home or studio with or gift to somebody. This is the spot. Man, look here. <laughs> look, the merchandising game you got is crazy. It's Thank crazy. You. Like <laughs> my like I said, my favorite was the Sade series. For the simple fact, I'm like, yo, who would do art of just Sade? And you would just keep you was at it. And I'm like, what? Out of a lot of artists, what made you say, I'm going to choose Sade and interpret her into art? Like, what was that about? That's crazy. That's a great question. So it all ties in with love. Um, what ended up happening is I... I've been working on so many other artists in hip hop, as you know, and I felt like it was so over, over masculine. Like I, I, I didn't see myself showing much love to as an art, as in an art form right. to women. And that was bothering me for a long time. And the reason for that is um, because I wanted to pay homage to women as well, wow. but, what captivated me about Shade is that she's like, she was like, she's always popping. Like she never, she has shelf life for life. Right. But her prime was during the eighties. Right. Right. And being that I'm an eighties baby, I decided to tap into that era. And she reminded me a lot of my mother, um, as far as her style back then, my mother, dressed literally just like that. And I believe because it was the style, it was the trend back then, the the braids, the big earrings, the gloves, the shoulder pads. Um, and I was always really attracted to that style. Um, but putting all that aside, um, it was more about love. I love, I love her music clearly. Um, and I wanted to bring that, that gentleness into my portfolio, if you want to call it that. Um, that I'm not just this rough, rugged street hip hop girl, which I, I love, by the way. But um, I, I like lo I love love and and I love R&B. Don't get me wrong. But right. Sade, that whole, whole whole other level of like, she's your mother. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And, um, so it so happened to be that um, I actually had a homegirl. Uh, she's uh, out in the 805 Oxnard. And we were working on a project together. We were going to create uh, um, some cookies um, because she's a baker. Okay. And um, she reached out to me and said, hey, you want to collab on some cookies? And, you know, it's I know it's an odd collaboration, right? But being that I'm a foodie, <laughs> I said, why not? Let's let's make some sexy cookies and let's let's make a, some sexy Valentine's cards to go with it. And like, let's let's make this a sexy event. Like what would, what would turn on your man, your partner? Mm -hmm. um, right. And so I ended up drawing a series. I drew little Kim. I drew Aaliyah. I drew Sade. I drew, um, what's his name? I can't think of his name right now. Oh my God. Um, D'Angelo. D'Angelo word. Oh, wow. Wow. So I did this whole series of sexy, uh, uh, cookies if you want to call it that and i illustrated them and i sent them to her to print out on actual cookies mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. uh, that's when i drew Sade. i was like if we're gonna be talking about love and sexiness this is this is the person that comes to my mind and um so i created that and you know she did her cookie sale and that was that like wow. it it was just that it, and it ended there but something inside me was like nah this is not enough like like do you see what i created here wow. you know what i mean wow. so i ended up 
um, putting my, my, cause it was a airbrush painting that I did the original, the original piece. Mm-hmm. And I said to myself, I'm going to put it on my Instagram. Something I hadn't done because this was between her and I, it was a cookie sale that it was going to basically die there. Wow. But wow. I figured, you know what? I'm going to, I'm going to put it on my Instagram. And in my head, I was like, I wonder if people will even like value it because, because of my audience is so hip hop. Who knows? Right. Right. And, I put it on there and it got a lot of attention. And mm. the one person that actually made that big change for me with that piece of art was um, DJ Mr. E. He uh, he is a very popular known DJ out in San Francisco and he puts out events called uh, Sade versus Badu. Okay. Oh, oh, that just sounds And uh, he hit me up. And he was like, yo, Nan, um, can we use your art for the promo for the for the Sade versus Badu? And by the way, can you draw Badu as well? Wow. I said, I, I said, yeah, let's do it. So I drew it. I drew the promo. And it was a hit. He ended up asking me, yo, would you be cool if we did T-shirts with this? I was like, yeah. Mind you, I wasn't making T-shirts at the time. I was just, you know, just yeah. drawing. You know what I mean? And um, I said, yeah, let's let's do it. And um, so he put it out. They sold out. And the show was an event. And that was that. I, wow. you know, you know, But then the following year, he invited me to be the artist at the gig and to take all the merch there and my posters and the artwork. He wanted me there. So wow. I flew to San Francisco and um, I literally, <laughs> I, I was, I was so broke. It's hilarious. I barely like made it there. Um, he, he paid my ticket. I, I made it there and I had a big, big luggage uh, suitcase full of posters, stickers, t-shirts, all the Sade Badu merch in that suitcase. And it was so heavy. And I remember mm. saying to myself, wow, I don't even have anywhere to stay. I don't even know if this is going to sell, but here I go, right? Mm-hmm. So I had the homegirl, Walasia. She um, she managed MF Doom at one point, and she offered me a place to stay at her crib. Wow. So wow. Um, she happened to be literally minutes away from the show, so I stayed there. Um, and she told me, sis, you don't know what you have in that suitcase, but I guarantee you by tonight, you're going to sell everything. I just laughed, you know, no. like, <laughs> no, like, yeah. I believe her. San Francisco. <laughs> you know I mean? and, uh, so I go to the show and I had a line. I felt like, I felt like, you know how they make a line for like, uh, Tyler, the creator store and morals. Like there's a big line. I, mm-hmm. That's like, that's how I was. I had a big line. And I couldn't believe it. And I sold out of every every merch item I had in that suitcase. I came back with nothing. Everything sold out. And that's I had people hugging me, crying, holding the artwork. Like, thank you for creating this. And that was when I knew she was my piece of artwork that I made in honor of her was special because I had people crying. I had couples hugging, uniting. And see, it I, was a love <laughs> See, that's where I was going to get to. Honestly, I was like, when I first seen the artwork, I seen it on Instagram. Sade was like peace in my home. And my house was like, you know what I mean? My mom was young. She was like in her 20s, young 20s. You know what I'm saying? And it was hip hop. You know what I mean? It was hip hop 80s. Whatever you thought hip hop was in the 80s, that's what it was. And my sophisticated aunt would come over and she brought that Sade album. And all all of them. But every time she came over, she would play that album and it was just peaceful. Everybody was just quiet. Everybody was talking. Everybody was mature. It was just something about that music that showed me as a like 10 years old that 
my family can be calm. Right. It, it just just opened my mind of shit that I blocked out. So I'm going to tell you now. Thank you. <laughs> You're welcome. I'm I'm very thankful that that my creativity, um, that God placed that creativity in my mind. You know, I'm very thankful for that. Um, because after that, um, you know, uh, that was the early stages. Which to me, that was enough. I that same day that I um came back from San Francisco, I met Madlib. Um, at a show with my homegirl mm-hmm. and I was wearing a shirt and he he liked it and I was like yo could this get any better like I got mad with liking my shirt I got I sold out of my merch I'm like it can't get any better than this this is what I thought right right you know it, sometimes your art you know takes time for people to discover it or appreciate it because you know people got a lot of shit going on too you know right right it's like but, uh, I think the moment that she really like exploded exploded was during COVID. Um, um because actually pre-COVID, Questlove already bought the shirt for me online and wore it. Yeah. And I remember that. I, I didn't at the time I didn't know his legal name. Silly me. I'm so <laughs> I'm so into the, like your your slang name, you know what I mean? I know him as Questlove. I didn't right. know his real about Mir Thompson. I didn't know that during the time. And so when he ordered it on my website, I had no idea I was sending him that shirt. I just send it like anybody else. Right. Right. As then, you should. Yeah, wearing it on a video, on an Instagram video that I saw on DJ Khaled's Instagram page. Mm-hmm. Khaled, mm. what? Like, and then it was this whole scene where Questlove's getting out of a ride and he's saluting DJ Khaled. DJ Khaled's wearing a Gucci shirt and Questlove's wearing my Sade shirt. It was like yeah. Gucci meets Sade, you know what I mean? Actually, Gucci meets, meets Nanlib, if, if you really want to get with it. And I was just like in tears and completely happy. Like, I can't believe my shit got out there like that, you know? I, yo, I'll never forget when I seen that shit. I was like, what? And then I thought, okay, now for sure it can't get any better than this. Like, that's literally what I said to myself. Like, now, now this is, like, if I thought I it was big before, now it's even bigger, and I there's nothing that's going to top this, is what I thought. Mm-hmm. But then COVID, then COVID came, and I was in a real bad financial situation with art and work as, as a whole. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm sure a lot of people were. Mm-hmm. And I was like, fuck, how am I going to make ends meet? I, I didn't know what to do. And one day, um, my PayPal and my Cash App starts ringing off the hook. And I was like, is somebody stealing money that I don't have? What's going on here? Right, <laughs> right. I heard all these noises so fast in a row. What, what's going on here? And I see a bunch of sales uh, for another Sade design that I made. Um, and uh, it's uh, I, I, I illustrated her when she's in the bed with the rose. I remember that. I remember that. Yeah. I talked Ordinary Love. And um, so Questlove, apparently he bought that shirt and he decided to wear it on his live when live wasn't popular yet. It was like one of the first live streams during COVID. Wow. Wow. And he uh, shouted out my website, shouted out who I was during the live. He had a bunch of people viewing his uh, feed. I, I, I want to say it was like 150K or more. I forget. Mm-hmm. Um, and I had all my friends like texting me or sending me DMs through Instagram. Hey, Nat, are you seeing Questlove live right now? He's wearing your shit. Wow. Wow. I, you know what I mean? And I look and I was like, oh my God, it just got better. Like, and I, I made a lot of sales that day. I've never made sales like that ever in my that life. That was your all time high. That was my all time high. Man, but that's, that's, that's dope. Like that's perseverance. First of all, like you, when you was down, you could be like, man, forget all this. I ain't doing this no more. 
I'm chilling. Especially during COVID. That that could have fucked your it, it fucked people's minds up, period. But Yeah, it did, definitely. I I, I got to say it definitely affected myself. But, nasty times. <laughs> but you kept pushing. Cuz I yeah. kept seeing you with different things. Like you never I always will say that you never stop. You never Yeah, I- up to quest love i mean i know he'll probably not hear this podcast but if he ever did um i owe him a lot mm-hmm. after um that happened that incident itself caused me to because versus hadn't started yet right right quest love being live doing that versus wasn't even in yet versus came in like a week later after that he sure did and when sure i saw did. versus and when I saw that the first one was the RZA and the DJ Premier, I was like, yo, I'm drawing this shit. Because I was already all pumped up about everything. I was so pumped up. I was like on fire, I guess you want to say. Like, yeah. Like, like, yo, like, I'm gonna do this. I'm gonna keep going because that just what Quest Love did for me fed my confidence because it was on low. My confidence was almost on E at that point because mm-hmm. you know, during COVID everything is not working out. You're like, fuck, <laughs> what's going on here? Um, so Quest Love's um, support and what came with it fed my confidence level. Like, hey, man, like, keep going. Don't stop. Like, you know what I mean? And so that's when Versus came and that's when I drew that. And then that went kind of, I don't want to say it went viral, but it went popular. Like, I did just as many sales with that as I did with the Sade. Mm-hmm. And because it was so quick. Let's be honest. Like, you was with it quick. Like, and here's my thing it wasn't about, like, let me make sales and shit. Of course, I needed to eat. I was down on my luck during COVID, but it was more about, like, can I get DJ Premier to see this? Can I get Rizza to see this? Like, that has always been my thing. Like, how do I get these artists to, to know I exist and that, that I love them? what they've done for the culture for Mm -hmm. me how can i reach out how can how can i get them to to fuck with me straight out how can i get them to fuck with me and like because this is genuine it's beyond oh i just want to go viral or oh i want to get a bunch of likes or i want to be popular it's beyond all that shit like yeah all that shit helps because Mm -hmm. if you don't really won't reach them but it it was more like how do i get y'all to fuck with me right because you know because i'm I'm clearly not a musician like them, but I'm definitely on an artistic level like them. Like I see what, you know, they've influenced me so much. Mm. Like, how can we like work together or, or can I gift this to you? You know, how do I, that was always like my main goal. And, um, so I'm still at that. I'm still working on that, you know? Um, but I've definitely met a lot of, uh, a lot of artists that I've looked up to. And um, a lot of them actually follow me back, which is amazing. Word, word. Because that means that they, they fuck with me, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But you're more than just an artist. Thank I, you. You're a DJ, too. Yo, I, I feel like I've been a DJ all my life since... Uh, because when you when you collect records, you're automatically a DJ. If, if 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 because to be a DJ, for example, there's different types of DJs. You know what I mean? There's scratch DJs. Um, mm-hmm. There's DJs that host radio shows and will play a record for you and then talk about it, right? Yeah. And, yeah. And then there's there then there's the that that DJ artist DJ where you're like an artist. You're at home you know, that bedroom DJ, like you don't have gigs or anything, but you collect records and you know what's dope and mm-hmm. you know your living notes and you know where your shit is stacked and you have turntables, but you don't do anything with them, maybe. Um, right, right. You know, that was me. That was me. I've, I've, I've been having my, my DJ set ever since I was 15. And um, I remember when I got my first job, uh, I made it a, uh priority to spend my my first couple of paychecks on getting them techniques after i seen uh the beat junkies perform um mm. out in the play they had a huge influence on me till this day 
man. Look here. Let let's let let's not let's stop being modest. They're your influence, but you was taught under the <laughs> Beat Junkies Academy. It, DJ Babu was your teacher or some shit, your principal or something. It was he's something the, crazy. He's the, he's the principal, um, but uh, actually, the principal is is his lady, uh, Mission. Uh, shout out to her. She's beautiful. Word. Beautiful uh, woman. Um, she um uh, she's the principal, but but yeah, that's Babu's lady. Um, when I saw the uh, Beat Junkie Institute of Sound opening pre-COVID, thank goodness I finished this right before COVID started. Um, actually, um, I hit up DJ Silos. Uh, he's the one I bought my turntables from back when I was fifteen. Mm, actually, nice. So we have a little history. It's kind of funny and. Uh, I bought it at Astro World out in LA, out there by uh, Glendale, I believe, or something like that. And um, so I saw I saw the whole ad on Instagram about DJ School, and that has always been my my dream to just be able to play my shit. Here I have the equipment, I have the records. How do I make it pop? Right, right, right. And I always put my art first, or work, or life first, and I never got around to really practicing. And so. When I saw that, I hit him up and I was like, yo, Silos, like, do you think that I would even qualify to do something like this or am I being stupid? <laughs> mm-hmm. And he was like, man, you need to sign up now. Like, if anything, I would love to see you do this. You know your music. And in my head, I'm like, how do they know I know my music? And then I started to think about it. I was like, because my art is like a DJ mix. Like, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Like, cause, cause it's it's an element of hip hop. If if you know what I mean, and everything I draw symbolizes what I listen to, so people know I have a good ear. Clearly, you know. Oh my God! Yeah, you're man. We just had a talk about uh the unreleased Madlib. Like you had it played it. Like man, you make stands <laughs> feel like they're not stands when it comes. I'm so to the music. sorry that you didn't have that record. I apologize. Oh, it's cool. It's cool. I got thousands of Madlib records. I just it's don't all good. Got... send it to you anyway. So you oh, can yeah. have it. After. Yeah, I'll have it and I'll be happy and I'll be spinning it every time I get a chance to spin. I'll be like, yes, yes. But <laughs> like when you sent me a sample of your upcoming mixtape, me, myself, yes. and I mixtape, and you started that during COVID. So, yes. Like I remember you hit me up, told me the idea. I was during COVID bored, I was hustling. Like, yeah, I'll, man, fuck it. I know it. It's Nans. Let me do And I like, I'm not even giving her samples. I'm going to replay it. And it was, it was ridiculous. So you, you play a huge role in this mix. I want to thank you for that. Oh man. Thank you. It was for you. It was for you. I'll tell you that much. It was like, yo, I need this. And I hurried up and came up with a plan. I'm like, oh, this is a mixtape. So I don't have to go crazy over. And once again, thinking like an artist. This is like when you walk into the gallery, it's not the main piece. You're not going to, but you're going to look at that little picture on the left before you see everything else. So I was like, I knew my role. (laughs) That was it. Like, and I went in for you and I was just like, and I heard some of it the other day and I was like, yo, this is something. You like it? Look. I played it like three times. <laughs> That's a good sign right there. Yeah, I, I played it straight through the first time. And then the next day, I was listening to it as I got myself ready. But it was kind of quick. And then I listened to the whole thing again today, actually, when I was at work. Yeah, yeah. It was, it was, it was like, it was some shit that I didn't hear in a long time. Right. As, and it was like as in the style of what right. the mixtape supposed to sound like. Right. I'm so glad you said that because that's how I feel about it. You just mm-hmm. confirmed what I had to do. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, it was just like it was just perfectly put together. It was like you wasn't trying to show off skills. I mean, you definitely was trying to show off the the fucking transitions. Like I was just like, yo, what the fuck? Right like yo and it was so on point and then i ain't gonna get into the fucking little tags you got 
that's dope <laughs> by itself. Like you got a lot of people that everybody respect coming in for you. Like you don't have, you just don't have pasta news. I got pasta news talking over my beat. Oh, that's crazy. He's, he is, <laughs> no way. Yo, for real. Like, honestly, I still can't, I'm still pinching my own self. I can't believe I got him to support me like that, man. Cause you're hip hop. Like, like, wow. Oh, thank you. Like, yeah. I, I'm still pinching myself. I, I, when I hear it, I can't help but man. like have this on my face. Like, yo, is this really happening? You know? Man, I don't care what religion you are, but I'm telling you, God lives through, through your art, like from the sketching to the digital, the DJing. I think you got a little bit of rapper in you. We'll find out when I come out to LA. When I come out there, I'm coming. I'm always going to come with my beat machine. I don't know why. Like, I, I take that with me. But. I'm gonna see if you rap. Like you got the culture down pat. <laughs> you got the you're like the third person to ask me that. And I actually have someone who sent me a beat and wants me to rap on it. I'm like, yo, for real, get the fuck out of here. Oh there my he god. Uh, and he keeps bugging me and I'm just like, you know what? I may just do a couple of verses just to fuck around. But you know, I don't be taking myself serious like that. But you know, why not? Just to try it. You're right. Man, I I owe you a fucking year's worth of beat making because I got <laughs> I got two labs now so I can go to the new shit quick because I got a, I'm on the new shit and the old shit now so I'm I can go both ways now with it. That's dope. That's something I really want to making beats because as I'm making this mix, I literally felt like I was channeling Madlib without fighting him. I really felt like. Like I love, for example, on on this mix, I recorded certain sounds and put them in the mix that are not found anywhere. Like I made these noises myself, and um, that's when I started to realize, isn't this like people that make beats do? Like they put shit together, mm -hmm. or is that you know what I mean? Um, because that's not my area, so I don't want to sound stupid as I'm saying this right now. Um, no, you're not sounding stupid at all. Because that's how most producers start being a DJ and then get real intrigued and making up their own sound. Like you're definitely you make up your. We gotta talk about that later. Like how do you be making up your own sounds? You gotta put me deep. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Hold on. Because I did say that you're you're. Is that what we was talking about with the wood instruments and adding water? Yes. To your yes, beats exactly, and yes. Yes. Because I want there to be some healing as you're listening to whatever I make. I I don't want to get you hyped up and upset. Mm -hmm. I want, like I I want you to be hype and happy or happy and calm. Mm. And, and that's what I got every single time. I ain't gonna lie. That's what's up. It was Thank like you. I said. It it felt good to listen to. I it was it was perfect. And I'm like this, like, wait, I got to listen to it again to now <laughs> capture what you're talking about. Because I remember you put me on to that game. You was like, that's why I was like, yeah, sound directions. It's dope, but I don't know. I need, and you was like, hold up. It's because he's trying to heal you. And I that's think right. you need to do that with your beats. And then you put me down with everything and you sent me info about what wood instruments do like it's about frequency and you yeah. definitely put me into the art of frequency i gotta leave pittsburgh for like <laughs> a week to make beats because i definitely need to really feel it here it's you know i mean it's like gotham i need, I need to go to see sun i need to see fucking god pause <laughs> i need to see that like beaches yeah, or something. No, i feel i feel that i feel that yeah, even being here already, I feel like I need that um, because we can get stuck in a room creating and not enjoying what's outside. I, I completely agree with you a thousand million percent. Mm -hmm. But yeah, sound directions, um, it, it's all about frequencies. Like just the way he did the cover art alone, um, that shows the frequency of the sound uh, is balanced and healing. 
um, I have a video that I can send to you how they do that with salt. Um, so they'll put salt on a on a flat surface and mm. play the sounds around it, and the salt will, will automatically transform into a perfect circle. The salt grains, the little bits of salt, they all transform into a perfect circle together. Like wow, and then that's when you know the frequencies are 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 balanced and. That's what sound directions is. Uh, that's how you see that circle in the middle of mm -hmm. the cover. Mm -hmm. That means it's balanced. And so that whole album is very healing. Madlib um, has reached this state of where he's a, he's already created that super backpack hip hop or that or that um, where he travels to like for example Brazil, Africa. He's he's done all of the culture. Yeah. Which is beautiful. Yeah. He's done he's done that quasi the quasimodo Johns. He's done he's worked with Freddie Gibbs. He's done the gangster shit. You know, we got gangster Madlib. We yeah. got West Madlib. We got East Coast Madlib. We got Jamaican Madlib. Midwest Madlib. What's up? Midwest Madlib. Yes, we do. We have we have him and we have like come on, he even does like he even does house music. Like oh, he's he done does, Yeah. Yeah. He's a whole like he he he's like genre less like he has he basically did he even did rock music the rock that was about oh that was on the top of my head I was like he did something else but he did do the rock conductor shit right. too so he fucked with everything um and even chanting like chanting music like he's done mm -hmm. all, and I graduated to the state of mind where he wants to be a healing force like because he's he's. He's so, I mean, I feel he's always kind of been into that, being that he's such a Sun Ra fan. Yeah. And so Sun Ra is very healing outer space type of uh, of vibe, outer body experience type of vibe. And so I've always felt that from Madlib anyways, but I feel like with this uh, sound direction, he took it there on his own um, just to kind of give us more intelligence with music. If I want to put it more clear mm -hmm. and then you put all that in your mix that's yeah dope. i i yeah learning from him and 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 through all of the all of the stuff i went through um during covid definitely changed my perspective on on mental health um Facts. so that you know, it's such a taboo subject. You know, people automatically label you as crazy, as Kanye would say. Um, mm. Or dismiss what you have to say, as Kanye would say. Um, I know he has um, some other areas that I may not agree with. But for the most part, as far as mental health, I can totally understand him. Because, you know, the first thing they'll do is give you a pill or, or say you're not... Mm -hmm. uh, or say that you're not equipped to do the job, basically. They, they try to put a handicap on you for whatever reason. When in reality, you just need to calm and heal and meditate and relax. And so music is one of the best sources. Sound, sound altogether. Sound. And, and sometimes the, sometimes no music is music. Right. And the, the frequency they got now, though, what I get out of it, because I, I ain't going front. I listen to some of I listen to at least half of the new stuff that comes with these kids just to know yeah. what time it is. And as for right. me to call myself a purist, I have to still stick to what the culture gives me. Right. I'm, I can't go backwards all the time as for ear wise. Right. But the frequency is so dangerous and I can hear oh, it because it gets me some, hype. It's like audio it's Coke. Yeah, that's it. That's what I meant by a bad hype when I when I mentioned that I want to give you a happy hype, not a angry hype. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it gets you. There's there are some some you know artists out there making certain music that makes my chest feel tight. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, why am I feeling this? I gotta change it. And as soon as I like switch it to something that's more, I'm not gonna say relaxing, but just something that's more positive or. Mm -hmm. or has a different intention i guess there's definitely intentions in the music like you could either feel sexy happy sad mad all that shit right yeah i don't want to feel mad and i don't want to feel 
sad per se. I don't I don't like it. That's why jazz is always key. It's the shit, yo. Like that's what I'm on right now. See. I literally spent all my money on this whole Jazz is Dead fucking collection. I'm like, damn, man, what the fuck? See. Like, <laughs> best yeah. investment, though. Um, I'm a huge fan of Jazz is Dead of Adrian Young and Ali Shaheed. I think they're excellence. Man, look, that's the well put together band, duo, whatever you want to call it, ever. Those two minds together. Alicia Muhammad, I don't care what anybody say. He was some type of brains behind Tribe, even if he just gave Q-Tip the records. Oh, absolutely. A thousand percent. And people don't know, like, the real backstories behind mm-hmm. anything. I just believe that he's the type of gentleman that does rather not speak on it too much because of just of how great of a person he is. All four of them were spirits of that group. It's my favorite exactly. group ever. Uh. It's my yeah, favorite my- group ever. <laughs> my favorite too. Like, what do you want me to say? <laughs> Tribe Cube. I mean Cube. NWA is my second favorite group. But um, Q-Tip, Fife, Alishi, Muhammad, and Jerobi. Shout out to Jerobi because he always shows me love. Yo, for real. He's oh, so nice, right? It's my favorite group ever. My favorite. I, and I think it's funny that we've always connected being that we're both questers and we're both like Hardcore to Stone's Throw back when everybody oh was on the list. God. Stone's Throw. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. like, right? Right? Like, uh, I know things have changed now. Stone's Throw is not, doesn't have the same uh, artists on there anymore, but nevertheless, you got to give them their credit, man. Man, look. It's Peanut a, Butter Wolf. Stone's Throw, when I heard Stone's Throw, like, really got, well, I got in the loop pack and then Quasimodo, right. like, I got into, yeah. and, wait a minute, I heard average first you're right i heard average first me too. me too that's what got me into the whole thing when i heard average it actually came out like i didn't have cable and i had this weird um i think it was like channel 22 out here in la and mm-hmm. like around midnight they'll like showcase like 10 videos it was wow. like an unknown channel uh program and that's where they played that video and I lost my shit. Man, pa- I used to pirate. I used to go to um, undergroundhiphop.com back in the day and just pirate <laughs> every song. And when um when I first heard Average, it was like one of the underground songs that I would play with Jay-Z. I, I was listening to Jay-Z heavy at that time. And, yeah. But Average would be a song I would just play. And I'm like, Average is definitely one for the books. I think it's one of the best ever the whole so hip hop like what the fuck Kazi did his shit shout out to Kazi man mhm that early mad lip er, Kazi motherfucking um Dudley Perkins um For he, real. he was the claim then um those shits yo it made me as a producer up and coming because I was an up and coming producer at that time it was like it was cool to be original with sound you didn't have See, to, I can go down. Yeah. It was crazy. You know, it's funny um, that you mentioned like all the cats that were essentially the CDP assassins. Like you mm-hmm. got owner, you got Madlib, you had um, Declaim, you have uh, DJ Rome's. Right. Well, not, not DJ Rome's. He was Luke Pack. Pardon me. You have. Uh, uh, wow, child. Wild Child. Well, yeah, I guess mine as well stick them in their loop pack. I mean, what? Wild Child, DJ Rose. Um, these, all these cats come from the Ox. Right. I'm right. missing somebody. I feel like I'm missing somebody else that I didn't say, and I'm completely upset, but. Wait a minute. It was Kazi. It was uh, The Claim. Mad Lib. Got uh, Can't Kick. Can't Kick. He- uh-huh. I ain't getting the can't kick until like a couple years after that, when people when people was talking about Madlib, Mad, he was the father of the Madlib style, and I'm like, no, can't kick is a different beast. Madlib, is a, they're two different beasts. And I refuse to compare them um, or or make you know, Madlib has a lot of love for can't kick, by the way. Oh yeah, I, yeah. Oh, I believe but, uh, it. 
Yeah, it's a different it's a different style in beast. Like you, you just yeah, no. The you Dilla, know, they're both the Dylan Mandler conversation though, that's a different one. That's a different yeah, one. Yeah, a whole other podcast. Yeah, because I'm like, that's one A, one B. It's whatever sad a bit I wake up. Like, Dilla's my favorite. I can wake up the next day and be like, Mad Lib's my favorite. It will never change. It will oh, never... that's the that's the struggle. I have the same struggle, you know, because I, I really love Dilla, although I got I got into Dilla through Mad Lib. Oh wow. See, I was a yeah. Dilla stan way before that. Like, I will never forget. This dude would just do remixes. This way, be, way be, right during the Trauma era. Like this dude that's, was. That's a whole other shit. Like yo, like when I found out, because back then I didn't have access to like YouTube and apps and Shazam okay. and all shit we have now. Like back then, I was literally on a fucking Hewlett Packard computer. I, I was on fucking, what do you call that internet? What was it called before that? AOL. I was on AOL. Like, come on, man. Like I, like in order for me to know about who was featured, where I had to go record digging and actually doing my homework. You know what I mean? But when yeah. I found out Dilla was in that tribe, I was like, what? <laughs> and oh, actually, actually, I didn't even know he was involved with the far side during that time because I didn't oh. know. I didn't you know I was, I was so young. That was his greatest piece of work. Like the best. And then when I when I think about it all now, I'm like, shit, I've been his I've been a fan of Dilla forever. Like like if before Madlib, if anything, now that I really think about it, but because of the music I was already enjoying, not knowing did it. Oh, oh. Before we go. Oh, yeah. I'm gonna ask you two top three questions. I think I'm gonna just go to producers first, because we're talking about producers. Okay. And if you say Mad Lib Dilla as your number one at as one, I can understand. What is your <laughs> top three favorite producers? Um, Q Tip. Um, mm. Yeah, we gotta put Q Tip there, man, because I'm a I'm a quester. Don't forget that. Yeah, yeah. Um, definitely. Uh, I'm gonna have Mad Lib and Dilla as one, okay? Because you're fucking me up. You don't yeah. Let me. <laughs> yeah, you can. You're allowed. You're allowed. They're the same to be. There's some. Uh, I want to say early Rizza, but I'm also really having a difficult time because I'm, you know, I really love Premiere too. So having a very difficult time. Early Rizza. Oh. Ooh, you know what I'm saying? He was <laughs> a crazy man at that time. Okay. Early you Rizza. It's not the shit. Come on, man. Early RZA. <laughs> nobody was fucking with him during that time. That no, might, nobody. Ooh, that might change my top three. That See would change. I, I be myself up all the time too, man. Like trust, like I'm like fuck. And man, I would I... put Primo away. See, I See, get, See I got Pete that's, Rock in there. Struggle. It's always that's why when I did that versus it was so perfect for me because that's the struggle I've been having. Mm. Rizza versus Premier. You know what I mean? Mm. That's why that's so meaningful to me. See how it all comes down and it makes sense? Like it all circles down. Isn't that weird? That's fucking <laughs> my head up. Because I never <laughs> think of early Rizza. Like I never just take him as like, you know what? The Wu Tag was up to Wu Tag forever. Everything else was just everything else solo acts that had nothing to do with rizza after all the ghostface albums had nothing to right. do with rizza <laughs> so it was like all right but <laughs> the early rizza that made that made my other two that was in my list nah nah nobody was making shit very like hard RZA. influenced a lot like if you think about it like i'm about to become an early rizza stan <laughs> Thank you, Nans. Damn. You're so funny. I cannot with you. <laughs> um, but yeah, that's that's where we stand. Mm. I need to make a shirt called the Early Rizzo T-shirt. <laughs> yes. Yes. He'll be the uh, Triumph video with a bunch of bees around him. Yeah. Ooh. 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 That was his last hard beat. Oh, that Triumph beat. 
Jesus. Oh, my God. Anyway, <laughs> your top three artists, dead or alive. Cause what kind of artists are you speaking of? Artists. Artists as in draw. Artists as okay. an illustrator. Graffiti. I don't care what it is. It has to be visual. Okay. Um, um, what's his name? Um, okay, I'm going to go with the more modern one first. Okay. Um, I'm going to go with Cause simply because he made me feel like I could do this too because he's more modern and mm. he created a very simple piece to now where he's like loved and known by everyone especially i would say like pharrell and everybody yeah. ws he was a he was a graffiti artist first and um he would mob like a lot of like the high-end posters out in rodeo driver all the upscale areas and he would take out those posters out of the glass windows and he would stick his in his artwork inside it that's how he would mob uh the streets wow. rather than tagging it was incredible and now he's like extremely popular k-a-w-s i don't know if you've heard of him but um no nah, but i'm he, gonna definitely look him up i mean put it like this what's that gun old probably every fucking dog he's ever made hmm. <laughs> you know uh, he, he, he also drew that uh um uh the 808 and uh what was the name of that song by the album by Kanye 808 and Heartbeats? 808 Heartbreaks, yeah, yeah. Heart Heartbeats, what the fuck? Heartbreaks. Um, pardon me, I'm like losing my brain cells sometimes. Uh, he created that artwork of oh, see, heart with the two little hands. That, yeah, yeah. That he created dope. that. That was dope. Wow. Um, my next one would be Basquiat because of the fact that he reminds me a lot of myself and various other artists like he uh he dj'd he partied he his whole story is so like like yo i'm going through that right now type of thing like i really love basquiat and i love how he how his artwork is to the person that doesn't know art it looks simple but it's mm -hmm. not mm -hmm. there's a lot of um emotion in his artwork and i think that's what makes it powerful um so he definitely is one of them and um i love wow that my third one i'm gonna have to go with um what is his name toki no tok uh fuck what is his he also did the artwork for kanye um, oh, did, um did he do the graduation cover yeah. Oh my God. Yeah, he's a beast. What is fucking name? Like, what the? I fuck? don't know his like, name, but you say he worked for Kanye, and he said, talk, "I first thing I thought about was modern anime, and that I don't know the name either." But look, no, I know. I'm just having a complete art block, and I'm to, to, Takashi Murakami is his name. Thank okay. goodness. I, okay. Lord, Woo. Me. Woo. Woo. <laughs> <laughs> man look here it's been a pleasure pleasure i've been trying to get you to just talk because everybody they want to talk and they're not talking you know what i'm saying like yeah. people don't care about the inspiration people don't care about grinding people don't like you was dropping a lot of game all through the pod like you was talking about marketing and didn't even know you was talking about marketing like you're about your art and i right. respect that a lot and i've been trying to get you on here just to just like nancy people need to hear your voice Thank people you. need to like i got people listening and then i know you're gonna post and people gonna listen period and like well no you know sometimes i'd be getting old no not a lot of love. I get views, though, but I get, I get views. But and I'm that's like, what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. Like, you can't help being who you are. You know what I mean? Like, you're a promoter. You're a grinder. And then I, sometimes I'm like, man, look, 
And when I got into the podcast and shit, it was just like, I got to find a way for Nancy just to be heard. And if Aww. they hear her, they're going to just learn a lot of shit and their mouth's going to drop and they got to respect her as the artist. Fuck everything else. Oh, thank you, Shade. Oh my gosh, you're so sweet. Yeah, you're an artist. You're you're hip hop. Each one, teach one. And I know that was a way that I can get you to do that without all the jokey jokes and ah, and all that and talk about <laughs> image and all. No, nah, man. Look, are y'all seeing what she's doing? Y'all looking at right. her. Are y'all seeing what she's doing? Right. Are you paying attention? <laughs> right. Like. Like, yo, like I said before, you was on your shit since day one to this day. No yeah. other artist sent their portfolio to me. And I know a lot of artists. Really? To this day. Wow. I can't believe people are like, don't do that. You're on your shit <laughs> since day one. And that was back in 2000 and what? Four, five it was before that. It was I think early. It was, it was I don't know, maybe 2004, maybe you're right. Yeah, it was early in the game. It was early, yeah. Early in the game. Like Yeah, I've been for a while, huh? Yeah. So, I man, it was a pleasure. I'm I'm glad. I'm so glad that I got pleasure. you on here. I'm so glad. Thank man. you. Thank you for having me and letting me um uh speak a little bit of what I done and what i have to bring to this game right you're definitely hip-hop and i always call you illy most because that was the top respect <laughs> name when i was growing up back in the day Ooh, illy most that's illy most like out of all the people i know you're the one that i'm just like man she'd be grinding yo <laughs> i wish i could grind like that how did and i just be looking like She's grinding, and I'm glad you're on my team. I'm glad I'm part of your oh, team. Whatever, forever. You, I whatever you need from me, I got you. I'm a text phone call away. You oh, thank dope. You, man. <laughs> you know, same here. You already know. Yeah, man. But I'm gonna <laughs> I'm gonna get out of here. Yo, okay. Pittsburgh to LA. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's always some Midwest, West Coast shit. All day, gay, ca. Um, mad love to you and your and your podcast and all your music because um, you know, just because we get along don't mean I'm just gonna automatically like, oh yeah, your music's great. You know how I am. Oh man. yeah, I know, I know. You're a snob. <laughs> You're a bead snob. It, but I will say that um, I really enjoy your music, your beats, the way you put it together. And clearly, you were raised by the greatest. And uh, I'm very happy to have you on me, myself, and I. Oh, man. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Man. We got to get out of here. We're out. We got to get. All right. Peace. Peace.